I love the scriptures. I don't think they're just uh, black letters on white pages, but it's actually the living word of God, alive and active, able to cut to our hearts, cut to our core, help us become who we've been called to be. Since you're here on this Sunday morning, uh, whether you're here in the valley, listen, why not grow? Why not allow God to change you, transform you, help you become who he destined uh, for you to be? So if you have your Bibles, open up with me to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. We're going to begin reading in verse 27. If you didn't bring your Bible with you, we'll put the scripture on the screen so you can follow along with us. John chapter 3 verse 27. To this John replied, this is John the Baptist, not actually the John who wrote this gospel, a little bit confusing, two, two different Johns here. To this, John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but am sent ahead of him. Verse 29, the bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine. And it is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. I have a title for this message. I did not know if it was going to work because I, I didn't know the, the age of everyone. Okay, but I got a title. I got a title. The title of this message is Passenger Side of My Best Friend's Ride. Okay, you know it, you know it, you know it, you know it. Yeah. Trying to holler at me, I don't want to. Okay, okay. Let's pray together. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're drawing every one of us close. And thank you that today we're going to leave here changed and transformed. Our hearts are in your hands. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. I, I got to tell you, this is actually my favorite passage of scripture. My favorite. Uh, obviously, all the Bible is wonderful. Even Leviticus, it can be hard, but 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 God's in it. God's in it. Trust me. There, there's there's so much in Scripture that that I love, uh, and I try not to just read the Bible. I actually try to listen to it uh, because it's speaking. It, it's it's the word. Of God, And sometimes when you're reading something, you impose your will on it. But whenever you're listening to someone, when you're in a conversation, you actually are at the mercy of the speaker. So when I read my Bible, I actually try to listen to my Bible. And I, I, I'm listening to this passage of Scripture, and I'm, I'm seeing this man, John the Baptist. The guy is as popular as popular can be. He has blown up. He is on the scene, and everyone is after him. Leaders know him. Poor people know him. People are coming from all over just to hear what he has to say. He has over 1.3 Instagram followers. Twitter is blowing up anytime he says anything. People are trying to get him to endorse every single thing that they do. They are clamoring for his attention. He's on the cover of Us Weekly. He is on TMZ. They are following him everywhere he is going. This individual is known by everyone. As a matter of fact, even Herod during the day was 
interested in John the Baptist, but John was preaching really difficult things. He was saying, hey, hey, just so you know, you should not be sleeping with your brother's wife. That's good information. Just in case, If you don't get anything out of today, don't do that. <laughs> And he, he, he's telling uh, him this, and, and this is actually what ended up getting his head cut off a little bit later. John the Baptist, his, his head ended up getting cut off. Now, now he's the cousin of Jesus. They, they, they have relationship, uh, but, but everyone is celebrating him. Everyone is excited about him. Everyone is saying, John the Baptist, there is no one like you. As a matter of fact, they're thinking he's the Messiah. They're thinking he's the one that they've been waiting for. He's the one that the prophets in the Old Testament have been talking about. He's the one that we have been anticipating. He's the one that we have been waiting for. So get this, please. He has, he has gotten every promotion. Everyone in the company knows his name. All the ladies are trying to get his number. So many individuals are coming at him saying, John, will you be my friend? Will you be my friend? Will you be my friend? Will you come to my party? Will you wear my clothes? Will you come to this birthday? They are trying to be around him as much as possible. And John the Baptist does the unthinkable. This is not the way the world works. What John does is he actually says, it's not about me. With all the attention, with all the followers, with all the applause, with all the celebration, with all the accolades, with all the pats on the back, with all the grandmothers telling him, you're so cute, with all the single ladies saying, marry me, with everything that he has going on, with everyone clamoring for his attention, this man does not bring more glory to himself. Instead, he says, I must become less, and he must become greater. I'm reading this, and I'm thinking, man, I, 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 I think, I think, I think God has his hand on Zoe Church in significant ways. I think there is so much purpose and potential alive in this church. I think God, it was actually God's idea, not Pastor Chad's and Pastor Julia's idea to plant a church. It was actually God's idea for them to plant this church. And since it was God's idea to plant this church, whether in this location or the other, God, since God had the idea and since God had the plan and since God has the agenda, that means God is wanting to do something in the earth that is uniquely designed for you to accomplish that means he's calling you here from north, south, east, and west so that you can be a part of this mission in the earth. You can be a part of making it on earth as it is in heaven. He has decided that you were to be born for this time, this moment, and since he has this on your life, do not be surprised that people will pat you on the back. Don't be surprised that people will celebrate you. Don't be surprised that people are going to tell you you're awesome. Don't be surprised that people will tell you you're gifted. But when all the praise comes, when all the accolades come, when every individual is telling you how great you are. I am asking you, Zoe, to do what your pastors are already doing, saying it is not about me. As a matter of fact, I am praying less of me and more of Jesus. I'm praying that I would become less. And he, he would be greater. 
I was, uh, I had some messages to share, and I was kind of wrestling. You know, when Pastor Chad texted me, I was thinking, oh, man, I got to go. Ooh, give me I get a good message. Good message. Zoe, I got to get a good sermon. I'm going to get a good sermon for Zoe and I. I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel like I was supposed to bring one of my good uh, sermons. I felt like I was supposed to speak into the soil of this house. I felt like I was supposed to speak uh, underneath the ground. felt I was supposed to speak to the foundation. felt I was supposed to speak to where you're headed. This is the part that nobody else sees. People see the stage and people see the greeting and people can see the conference. But I want to talk to the part of Zoe that nobody else sees. This is the part that's healthy right now in order for this church to be what God is calling it to be. It must stay healthy. It must stay focused on Jesus. It must stay focused on loving people. It must stay focused on surrender. It must stay focused on serving. It must stay focused on being less of me and more of him. So I'm reading, I'm reading this uh, passage of Scripture here. Go, go to verse. Oops, go to verse 27. Need my microphone. Go, go to verse 27. It says, to this... To this, John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. Okay. It seems simple. But this is really good. A person can receive only what is given them from heaven. This might sound silly, but none of us in here decided to be born. <laughs> none of us who are at Zoe today decided to be born. Somebody else did. And then we came into the earth. You know what? is? I just made that off the top of my head. They, they, somebody else came together. And then you came into the earth. You and I didn't even have the power to be born. Then you and I are born with gifts. Born. With talents. I see it even in my kids. She's three. I see her talent to tell everybody what to do. <laughs> I see it in my eight-year-old, his ability to play with foil, and he just started doing this one day, and he has all this foil art all throughout our house. And if you say make a dinosaur, he can make a dinosaur with foil, with the little hands and the feet and the tail. He, he has this engineering, creative mind that I'm like, what, where did this come from? He was born with that. I see the way my oldest son can interact and connect with people. I see the way that he can talk. And a lot of you who are with me today, matter of fact, not a lot of you, all of you have something that you were born with, something that God gave you. And you might not celebrate your gift, but if God didn't want you to have the gift, he would not have given it to you in the first place. So you might not celebrate you, but heaven is celebrating you. And you're in a church that wants to celebrate you. And that's why we even have growth tracks so you can find out how you were designed, how you were made. So now you can jump on the journey to help us push this vision forward. So with all of this happening, every single one of us have God said, okay, I want you to have this, and I want you to be able to organize, and I want you to be able to lead people, and I want you to be able to sing, and I want you to be able to serve, and I want you to have a gift of hospitality, and I want you to be able to make things pretty, and I want you to be able to take someone that's broken and bring them to a place of wholeness. I want you to be able to speak, and I want you to be able to love. I want you, and he starts giving all these gifts. Everything you have given from heaven. If I were to give you 
$2.5 million. Uh, hopefully you would tithe first. Then go above and beyond that. Heart for the house. Then get rid of all your debt. Come on, Dave Ramsey. Come on, who's with me on this? Come on, come on, come on. Get rid of all your debt. <laughs> and, and then you can go ahead and buy the things that you need to buy. But, but $2.5 million is a lot of money. That's a gift. How would you treat it? The breath that's in your lungs, I'm telling you, it's a gift. Worth more than $2.5 million. Every, every moment you're breathing in more than 2.5 million. Every, every moment of every day, there, there is life flowing through you right now. That's more than 2.5 million. It's a gift that God has given you. Then he puts some talents in you and he's saying, son, daughter, don't hold on to these things and stop burying this stuff and stop discounting yourself and stop letting your insecurities rule you and reign you and stop, stop lying to yourself and stop believing what all the haters say said about you and said, would you still, would you trust me? Would you trust me and understand that if I didn't want you to have it, I wouldn't have given it to you. Everything I have has come from heaven. It's come from heaven. And then verse 28, he says, I told you I'm not the Messiah. Some of y'all need to put this on your car. <laughs> Some of you need to let this be your automatic text reply to your friends that call you and text you all the time trying to get you to get them out of every jam that they're in. I'm not your Messiah. <laughs> I can't fix every one of your problems. Some of your parents might need to send this message to you as well. I am not your, oh, that, that one hurt. That was too close, too close to home. I'm not your Messiah. I can't fix everything for you. I can't put everything in order for you. I can't save your soul. My blood won't cleanse you. I can't take away your past. I can't give you your future. I can't, I can't uh, manufacture your destiny. All these things come from your Messiah. I am not him. His name is Jesus. He says, hey, I'm just, I'm the bridesmaid. Now, when you get when we got married all those years ago, my wife had 13 bridesmaids. One, three, 13. I was making up friends to have enough groomsmen. I was like, man, I, hey, remember that time? Remember that time I met you in the store? Come on, man. Be in my wedding. <laughs> I need someone to walk these 38 women down the aisle. <laughs> 13 bridesmaids. But those of you who have been bridesmaids, and even those of you who have been brides, you understand it's about the bride. The day's about the bride. The day's not about the bridesmaids. So we don't care if you don't like the dress, buy it. We don't care if the shoes don't fit you, buy them, okay? And you wear them, and you smile big, and you just stand there, That's and you throw me a shower. That's all you're supposed to do, okay? But don't you dare make it about you, because this is my day, and I've waited 28 years for this day, so don't you mess it up. You get that as the bridesmaid. You are just there to celebrate the bride. I'm trying to help you understand this life, this world will try to make you the bride. This world will try to make 
you the focus. This world will try to make you the center, but you and I have to understand, I'm just standing up here. I'm just letting you know it's not about me. I'm actually pointing it back to who it's supposed to be on. Let me talk about this. Uh, the, the moon, you already know this. You already know this. The moon actually has no light. Has none. The moon is dark. The reason you and I can see the moon is because the sun shines on the moon. That's why you and I can see it. If there was no light shining onto the moon, you would not have a moon. There would be no Bruno Mars, Versace on the floor with a moon, full moon in the sky. And you bring the next generation into the world. Wait till you're married. Come on, come on, come on, help me, help me. All right. When you see that full moon, you are actually seeing light from the sun put on to the moon. If the sun does not shine, the moon is not seen. Too many of us, we think we're the sun but you're not. And I know your grandmother keeps telling you that you're the best person on the entire planet. And you're awesome. You really, really are. You're special. There's no doubt about that. But please understand that for me and you, we are the moon. And what we're trying to do is position ourselves as perfectly as we possibly can to get as much light as we possibly can so we can reflect as much light as we possibly can so that other people can see the light. And when they talk about us, we will remind them that I'm just a reflection. It's not even my light. I'm actually borrowing this light and I'm okay to tell you that because I understand my role in this generation. This is what I love about the moon. I love that you can still see the craters. I like that. I like that. Because, because you know, when you get in church, or when you think about church, you think, oh, you got to be perfect. It's got to be, per it's got to be perfect. No craters. No issues, no problems, no shortcomings, no difficulties, no past, no partners. I, I, I got to come in. I got to be clean. Let me clean myself up first. Let me come here. And I'm just telling you, Zoe is not that kind of church. Honestly, Zoe is a type of church where we want people that have craters, but people that are willing with their craters to say, God, are you willing to shine your light on me? And he is willing. And he puts his light on you and even your craters end up bringing hope and life to people. 
it, you, you know this like I know this. We're tr we try to cover up our scars all the time, but the covering up the scars is not the wise thing to do. And that, as a matter of fact, showing people our scars is the better thing to do, to say, hey, I've been hurt, but I've also been healed. God brought me through something, and if he brought me through it, he can bring you through it as well. I don't know what you're battling, Zoe, but I'm just telling you, don't cover up your craters. Every person that's on the stage, every person that's behind the camera, every person that's serving and kids, every person that is here for load in and load out. We are not here as perfect moons. We are here saying, God, we are in desperate need of your hand and your grace. And God keeps on shining the sun on our lives. I want you, I want you, church, I want you, church, to keep positioning yourself. This is where sin messes you and I up. This is where sin gets us off track. That's when you see a half moon. It's because there's some things obscuring the light. So, so you, you got half <laughs> or a crescent, <laughs> some of us. It's okay. <laughs> But being in community, going to small groups, do, doing these different things, these are the things that help, the things that are obscuring and blocking the light to be removed because the light is coming your way. God's grace is coming your way. It never stops coming your way. His unending faithfulness never stops coming your way. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. And you and I keep going, okay, God, I, I, I see myself. I see myself maybe not correctly, but what I choose to do is receive the love that you're sending my way. And I want to get out from behind this relationship. I want to get out from behind this idol. I want to get out from behind this insecurity. And I want to allow you to shine on every part of my life. I am okay saying the light's not mine. I'm okay saying the light's not mine. I'm okay saying it's not about me. And I know TLC in their song was making fun of the guy that was in the passenger side of his best friend's ride. But I just decided if Jesus is the driver and this is his car, then I will be fully content for the rest of my life saying, world, don't look at me because I can't save you. But I'll gladly sit in this car right here with a Savior that got on an old rugged cross and, and died for me and gave me new life and took me from a place of brokenness and bringing me to a place of wholeness. I'm happy to let you know that this car is not mine. These gifts are not mine. My future is not mine. My talents are not mine. My weaknesses, I lay them down. Everything I have has come from God and it's going back to you, God. So I am happy to announce today that less of me, more of him, I must decrease. He must increase. What does it look like? What does it look like when there's a church that's like this? What does it look like when there's a church like Zoe? 
that's not fighting for attention but fighting to serve? What does it look like? What does it look like when you have a church that's not fighting for the stage but fighting for surrender? What does it look like? What does it look like when you have a church that's just passionate about Jesus and loving people and, and less of me and more of him? What does it look like? How attractive is that to the world? How attractive is that to your friends who don't know Jesus? How attractive is that to people that think God is not for them? How attractive is that? This, my friends, is already in your soil. It's already a part of who you are. And as we keep growing, as we keep bringing in new people, as we keep reaching the lost, as we keep serving our community, we just have to make sure those of us who are here first keep pointing the direction back to our knees and back to the cross saying this whole thing is not about us. This whole thing is about him. I cannot wait to see what God does in and through this church. Not the building, the people. Not just a Sunday, but all throughout the week. Not just for the preachers, but for the poets as well. I cannot wait to see what God does.